Now here's Bruno and Zach. City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is having a terrific Tuesday, February the 7th. We're in it for another one here. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. Want to talk to you. Want to get involved with you. A lot of things going on. Tim Kelly, Tennessee Titans. A lot of questions. A lot of thoughts. A lot of different thoughts. But Bruno Reagan, how are you doing today? Fairly well. Fairly well. That's all I'll say about that. There you go. <laughs> Forrest Gump in it right there. Devil McKenzie, how are you doing? Chilling. Chilling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little just, trouble over here, but we're good. Hey, man, push the buttons and you pull the knobs and you do a great job at it. Only one cup of coffee today. Just one? That's it. What's what's in the coffee? Um, French vanilla creamer. Uh, not a coffee guy. Can't do it. Uh, Can't do it. I respect coffee guys. I do. My wife is a coffee guy. She loves coffee, wants it all the time. Uh, can't have it right now though. Uh, you know, extenuating circumstances, but she always wants me to have coffee. I always want to have coffee because everybody's like, oh man, I really start feeling good when I have my coffee. And I, I don't know what that feeling is or if I'm already in it or not, but can't do the coffee. I've never felt anything drinking coffee. I don't think it's just delicious. It smells horrible to me. Mm, whatever. Different strokes for different folks. though. I guess you could say, guess you could say that. Any news happening today? Uh, not that none that really matters, to be honest. Tim Kelly, your new OC. Later on in this hour, four thirty, the Titans are actually going to have Mike Vrabel out speaking uh, to the media, quote unquote media, uh, as it's uh, going to be on Zoom. Uh, but we will have that for you when it happens uh, right here on National Sports Radio. I don't know what all he's going to say. Yeah, it's I, I can't I can't imagine there's not a lot of um, information, especially to the public knowledge that is going that's going to be forwarded to. Dude, this hire sucks. <laughs> well, so I want to I want to start. <laughs> I there. can't even I, I can't even fake it. I want to start there. First off, it this is this is on brand for the Titans. They've been doing this. I mean, you go back, Art Smith. Uh, then Todd Downing, and then and now Tim Kelly. They, they, they do that. They they bring them up from within because they like their game plan. That's what it is. That's where it comes from. And I want people to understand something because you're in my mentions. I see it. I'm going to tell you how I feel about this. I don't care that you're a fan of the Titans. I don't care about it. I don't care that you think the Tennessee Titans emblem can do nothing wrong because clearly they can they can make terrible decisions. One was holding on to Todd Downing for way too long. And I I, I saw I saw tweets talking about uh it was Buck Rising. Buck Rising put out the tweet saying, Oh, Titans fans said they, they wanted Tim Kelly last year when Todd Downing was con- in control, but now now you don't want him. You're crazy. Or whatever he said. I paraphrased it, of course. That's stupid. That's frankly dumb. That's a frankly dumb take because last year Todd Downing 
people would have done anything. They would have put Devlin in it, offensive <laughs> coordinator, if they could Dude, have. Devlin would look sick in the two-tone blue. Absolutely. On the sideline, a big old dip in? A fat lip? I mean, a big lip in. Devlin would have looked hard. They they would have they would have gotten anybody. They would have let anybody be the OC because Todd Downing was doing a, a terrible job. So the obvious next step was Tim Kelly. Let him just get in and do it. So that is ridiculous by itself. But the fact that the Titans went ahead and made this decision does not mean that it's the right decision. I, that's that's the first thing. That is not the. This is not a guaranteed home run hire. I have a fundamental issue with the way the Titans operate from a personnel standpoint in all departments, from players to coaches to executives to managers. I have a fundamental issue with the way they operate. I'm blanking on the left tackle's name. for De- Dennis um, Daly. Dennis, I was going to say Dennis Kelly. Okay. Yeah, well, de- <laughs> formerly. Yeah. Well, they, didn't, they were like, we don't want to pay him, and then now we have Dennis exactly, Daly, yeah. so – Dennis Daly was one of the worst football players we got to put our eyes on. He did a few good things, but the guy was a career leader in what's called critical errors, things that murder your team. And it was self-sabotage having him out there. Anybody else could have been better, and they absolutely refused to do it off of inertia. So that's that that whole situation, I tried my best to give all, like – all the leeway I could mentally to not to like try and appease my own bias. But the fact of the matter was, if that was anyone else, they're fired within a week. And then they're because there's a standard. If you want to be a championship team in the National Football League, there's a standard you have to uphold. And Mike Rabel has been had been known for this. But it's like all of a sudden, this uh, the past year and a half, two years, things just seem to shift. If your unit is one of the bottom four in the National Football League. There is no, oh, maybe, let's see what this guy... Everyone sucks, and everyone was a part of that. And there's a standard. You don't get rewarded for sucking in anything. If I was a hidden gem... If me or Zach was a hidden gem on the show, but the show sucked, our show sucked, and someone got promoted, that's a fundamental management issue. You, because if you're such a great talent, it shouldn't suck. If Tim Kelly was so great or such a great mind, or did it, either the personnel on the Titans player wise was that bad where there was no hope, and it's all John Robinson's fault. Which, frankly, at this point, they should just come out and say because it it's the only way to justify the decisions they're making. Absolutely, you have to come out and be like John Robinson really screwed us, and there's no other way to put it. So Tim Kelly is a great hire because I know what he's going to bring once we get talent on board, and it might take a year, it might take two, but you trust us, we'll bring you a championship level football team. That's the only way the Titans can justify this hire. You can't just say, "Oh, Tim Kelly did some great things five years ago, and he was a part of this terrible unit." I'm really trying not to swear here. Like <laughs> it's it's absurd because. The NFL, uh, from every place you go, every single place that is championship level, Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, if you're not championship level, you are a threat of being fired at any moment, any given moment. And, and when you're, if you're on the Titans, that's not the case. If you're on the Titans, there's a chance you get promoted. The Titans are what coaches dream of. The Titans wa- or coaches want to be friends with Mike Vrabel. The coaches want to coach for the Titans because there's a chance you get to f- you, there's a chance you just get to fail upwards. Mm. 
It's all that's what the Titans do. That's what yeah. the Titans do. And don't give me the they know what they're doing. Trust the process. They obviously don't. No, it's it's stupid. The the following the shield. I've talked about this a million times for people that have listened to me for a while, or maybe you're just coming on in because of this. But it's I the there is just a sect of people that will just follow the shield across the moon. The shield does no wrong. The shield only does right. And it's been good for the past what? five years it's been good up until the middle of this past season it's been really good you could say that you could ride it high and you say yeah shield does right the roman empire was riding good until one day (laughs) wait we gave caesar too much power rome got (laughs) sat rome did what (laughs) i mean that's the real truth though for a long time you could say yeah it's been good and i think titans fans became i i i I kinned it to they they had beer taste and then it got for so long, and then they got champagne taste. They got into the playoffs. They were getting it so consecutively and so good that you don't realize how quickly you can fall off the wagon. And, and the reason with the Titans situation, there was a multitude. I'm not going to say one person was the problem last year. Todd Downing was a big part of it. But there was a lot of issues that even before that season was Every- played, there was issues with what John Robinson had built that team up to be. Everyone was a problem. You don't get to say I wasn't a problem if you were on that team. No. What? What is that? Everybody was. Every- you all were a problem. Mike Vrabel was a problem. Dennis Daly was a problem. Mike Vrabel, and it all, it all compounds. You're a team. You're a unit. You're a family. You're a village. You, you don't just survive just off of random media discourse or whatever inertia. is going just on. Weird in your, inertia. Whatever's going on in your own head. You all sucked. And, and they did. How hard is that to how hard is that to accept? Well, Titans fans can't, right? Fans obviously being shortened from fanatical, and that means they're they're Titans fans people. aren't fans. Well, Titans Titans fans are different than any other fan. Fans demand because it's it's being a fan of an NFL team is an economic investment. You mm-hmm. pay for tickets, you pay for season tickets, you give a part of yourself to the team, right? Your fin- a lot of your financial, your time, valuable things. You give it to that team and in return that team offers you entertainment and the pathway to trying to build a good product. Absolutely. The Titans don't respect their product and thus they don't respect their own fandom. They don't respect you as fans, but you're willing to go out there and fight for this hire, which is silly. Well, and, and, and I told you, the only way that this hire can be justified is if they go out there and they say, John Robinson really did tank this entire team, and Tim Kelly is a hidden gem, but the personnel, Todd Downing was a fall guy, but I, we had to fire. That's the only way. That's the only way yeah. this is justified. You don't get to hire people that were on a unit, that were, that were coaching a unit that was fourth, bottom four in the National Football League. That is not... A recipe for success. Well, and and this is the other side of this. Let's talk about the actual hire as itself. The hire as itself was the bottom of the barrel pick for the Titans. That's that's the scenario that you were in. Taking this was the easy road out. I never heard any legitimate rumors about any big name OC even contemplating the Titans. Well, yeah, the the there was like some we uh, did we even consider Eric Bieniemy because they, some other stations were talking about it. It's like come they put on, in requests to talk to him after the season, but the, yeah, it didn't well, matter. Is Eric gonna come here? He's gonna come that, here. Well, that was gonna, the that was the prevailing thought with every offensive coordinator that got hired before now was well they're waiting on Matt Nagy because remember Titans fans were getting mad at me about that too they were like they're waiting on Eric Bieniemy they're waiting on Matt Nagy so just chill out man chill out and then they go ahead and do this no they weren't they weren't and I'm gonna say this too Rand Carthon was an inside hire by using an outside hire 
Does, that, does anybody make sense of that? This is what we talked about, right? Well, what's his hired. connection to being inside hire? It's an inside hire because he came in. He's already said to himself, I'm not going to be a leader yet. I want to learn Mike Vrabel. I want to learn all this, and then eventually I'll be be a leader. I'm not trying to sit out here and say Rand Carthon's going to be a bad bad GM, but they also inside hire. They found a guy who's going to say, you know what? It's cool. I'm going to just focus on Titans way and the way they want to run the ship. Titans way. It sounds very familiar. Who are they trying to copy? Yeah. No, I, I'm telling you, there is – and look, this is the other thing. Just, this, what, 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 ow. I, just hit his elbow I really hit my elbow hard. so hard because I'm so mad. It's this Patriot way BS. Well, yeah. Where has that worked anywhere but the Patriots? And it didn't, it wouldn't have, it would have even worked at the Patriots if Tom Brady wasn't conceived. If he, <laughs> if Tom Brady wasn't born, this Patriot way stupidity wouldn't be happening everywhere they go went they had a few okay years with the texans but that's because bill o'brien was his own man he didn't fall for that he didn't go out there say the houston way he said we're gonna do and he was a dictator he was entirely different but patricia goes i mean absolutely somehow tanks the lions even more than that franchise was historically done well, I, I think mcdaniels Rable, i think it's Rable's all, a good head coach i don't want to no, take he, i don't want to go he, that far he is but they're but it's the the culture that they contrived around the titans is this we have a way of doing things, and there, there's, it's no wrong. It is wrong. Well, I want, I want to say this too, just, just to put it out there in the business speak. We don't have any contracts with the Titans. There's nothing that that this station is gonna is is attached to that is going to adhere. I'm just saying you're gonna hear on other stations that do have things and money tied up with the titans that they're going to say things say oh yeah it's all good it's all good everything that's is great fair right and now. that would that's a prison i would never want to be a part of that's unless you're happening. paying me half a million then i will fall for the shield I'm just well saying. that's what i'm saying you know what if you're making enough money absolutely not happening <laughs> i'm not right gonna now. i'm not gonna moral grandstand like that i know hey, so you th- you're hearing a real opinion right now you're not hearing you know some i broke my elbow thought, over this opinion well <laughs> there goes the usfl season <laughs> ah, <I'll be> right. <laughs> but it's it's the real side of it it's the real side of it. This right now, this hire was the the bottom of the barrel scrounge to just fill the job. That's and they're what lu- this they're was. lucky Tim Kelly has experience because, it, frankly, the Titans would have hired. He had a- such good offensive coordinator experience from Houston Texans <laughs> that he went and became the passing coordinator on under, a running under football Todd team under Todd Downing. Under Todd Downing, I want to I understand that. Oh, look, I'm getting <laughs> upset. Just punch the mic. It's so <laughs> stupid. The way that Titans fans are thinking about this right now is so stupid. Because somebody said already, I've already seen him mention about that. Well, he did great. Look at all this. And look, even if you look at the uh, the press release that came out, they have with Kelly as the Texans' offensive coordinator in 2021. Davis Mills set a franchise rookie record for passing yards, ranked second among NFL rookies in passer rating. None of it. None of it matters. None of it matters. None of it matters because well, he was so good at it that they brought him in to be a passing coordinator with the Tennessee Titans on a running football team. And the NFL is what have you done for me now, league? But if you're the Titans, that doesn't matter. Nothing matter. The the norms of the league don't matter if you're uh, if you're on the Titans, I guess. Because if you're a player, the standard is what have you done for me now? You could be the great. You could be one of the greatest of all times. And how many times have we seen gr- all time greats get thrown to the wayside, or even people who had extremely successful pe- pe- seasons just disappear? Cam Akers disappeared. Because it was, what have you done for me now? I guarantee you he just underperformed in camp and all that season, the Super Bowl, they were like, we don't care. Get out. That's the standard players are held to. But if you're a coach on the Titans, that's the standard coaches are held to. But if you're a coach or player on the Titans, it's just, you know, oh, my gosh, you suck. But you have a contract for 
$6 million, so I guess we're just stuck with you. And just don't give me the stuff of, well, he didn't call the plays, Zach. I saw I saw tweets that from was, people. Yeah. He didn't call the plays. I, I you don't think care. the play calling is going to change? Well, first of all, you think the play calling is going to change? Tell me, Bruno, because this is your – No, it's going to be the exact same. They're going to run the- outside zone. They're going to run They're going to run play the most bare-bones play action, which can work, but you need to have a deep ball threat, and they have one, and it's not like he's a speed threat. He's a go-up-and-get-it threat. Okay, go up, double cover a go-up-and-get-it threat and see how easy it is. And Traylon Burks is a good player. He's oh, not he a is. great player player yet he's not aj brown yes could he get there yeah maybe maybe he could but that that having the the one arsenal is not good the titans coach and play like they have years like they have years that like they have a free ride of years of pay they they're like we're gonna get a check for four years so we can take our time that's not how nfl teams operate it's we have to win this minute rebuilds don't exist in the nfl that is a myth that is a myth, and I've never seen a rebuild in the NFL except for the Texans blatantly tanking the past two seasons, and they paid those coaches well to tank, and yeah. we all knew what it was. But that's just the Titans really, really, really well, are I, making some. I don't the, care what the Titans are It's telling me they're doing. losers. I don't care what the Titans are doing. That's I their, do. That's, I'm a fan. You're a fan. That's cool. I'm a fan. I grew up a fan. But it, that's their job. They're may all making millions. What I care about is just how these fans – sit and just look with two-tone blue glasses and just say everything's cool it's all good this is great it just because seeing your team favorite your favorite team in the news doesn't mean it's good uh, it reminds me of vanderbilt fans i mean we were in the vanderbilt vanderbilt about two years and three months ago we were one of the biggest stories in sports vanderbilt football had one of the biggest stories in sports and there were like two thousand people at our home games it's the same thing with the titans i swear yeah I, I just, yeah, there's a lot to talk about this. That is our first gut reaction here. If you want to get in, maybe you have a thought about it. 615-844-5600. You can talk about it as well. This whole first hour, we're probably going to be talking about this. Just be aware of that. Once again, Mike Vrabel at 430 is going to address the media. I uh, want to hear from what's going on at that as well. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to take in about this. I'm not going to just outright say it's, it's the season's over. I'm not saying that, but I am going to say don't expect many changes. I going am going to say liquidate your assets. <laughs> it's going to get bad. If you have any futures next year on the Titans, cash out <laughs> ASAP. That's what we're trying to say. But once again, if you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. They're still trying to fill out paperwork on a wreck that's been over here for a while on 440 westbound right at 65. It had it jammed up at one point on 440 westbound between Nolansville Pike and 65 there in the Berry Hill area. Traffic's increasing quite a bit already in the Spring Hill area, 65 south as you travel through that part of Williamson County. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check out their website at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual pie customer. The other workers' comp insurance company, they were going to reclassify our business, and then they were going to charge me $50,000. Meet Natalie, owner of the carpentry shop. Shocked by an unexpected bill, she knew it was time to switch her workers' comp provider. That's when she found pie insurance. When we got the quote back from pie, it was a sigh of relief. 
they put us in a policy where we fit. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you could save at IWantPi.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. I'm grateful that there's a company out there that's willing to insure us little guys because every dollar counts. With Pi Insurance, you get pricing and coverage made for small businesses. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop at the Omni Nashville Hotel. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. What's great about bowling is you can bowl well into your latter years. Even now, I get that thing you sit it on and it rolls down and I get the bumper guards on the side. I think that's probably the only way you can beat Zach. See, I, I didn't mean that. I heard you. I, heard I, I didn't mean that. I know, soldier. That's okay. I didn't mean that. You got a two-piece coming with a biscuit. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, skies are partly sunny. High temperature upper 60s to near 70. Tonight, a mostly cloudy sky. A slight chance of an early morning shower. Low temperature to 51 degrees. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's TJ Matthews. Sports Radio The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. The big news of the day, Titans finally get their O.C., keep it in-house and around 4.30 we're going to have Mike Vrabel going live <laughs> did I did I slightly for a second almost say Tim Kelly it's not Tim Kelly it's Mike Vrabel exclusive Tim Kelly roast coming up at 4.30 <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know what, what kind of I mean obviously the question is going to be asked like why do you feel and the answers are going to be well, we felt he just knew the system, and we saw a lot of progress in what he did in Houston. That's that's going to be a lot of it. This follows that same, once again, the same path, though. If you look at the tree, right, mm-hmm. you had Belichick from the Patriots, and then it goes out. It's Bill O'Brien, and then Bill O'Brien goes to the Texans, and then he brings in um, 
he brings in defensive coordinator Mike Vrabel, and Mike Vrabel then goes off to the Titans, and this is just more Texans people coming over. I I saw I saw something. It was a predictions for every team starting quarterback in 2024, or 2023, whatever the next year is, and uh, so the guy had Ryan Tannehill as the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback, nice. and it could not be any more correct, just because they're they're. It's Atlanta Titans is what it is. And it's just all these trees just follow each other, and, and, and that's how it's going to be forever. Todd Downing will be a passing coordinator for the Falcons next year, and then he'll get a shot, or he might get an OC job it's somewhere weird. else. It's just like you, you, you try – I guess the coaching strategy is – this is getting really meta. You just do right by so many people, even to the detriment of the team, that one day they'll – if you get fired, maybe they'll offer you a job because it's just that's just how it is around the board you scratch my back i'll scratch yours instead, it probably instead is of trying to win it probably is i mean you know it's it's uh i feel like that's any job though right like that's any job that like you come buddy buddies it's who you know and, and who you are and then that person goes on it's, it's it's the idea of never burning a bridge well you do it at the detriment of success yeah you're just like, hey, you're my buddy, so I'm gonna hire you instead of someone else. So that that way, if if I get fired and you make be successful one day, you can you can hire me. That's this will be our secret code. <laughs> our little our little uh, behind the scenes. And it's it really doesn't even seem like that big of a conspiracy theory because it's all that really happens with at least with Titans and Billichek coaches. They all just hire each other 24 seven around the league. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Matt Patricia's never ran an offense. He was like, you're going to be the OC. You're going to call them. Well, he wasn't OC. He was a senior analyst calling the plays. It was hilarious. Just whatever. We're just going to do whatever. I'm Bill Belichick. Tom Brady won me seven Super Bowls. I can just do whatever now. Tell you what. Bill O'Brien's going to do a great job there. Probably. He's re- that's the real side of it. I know You know, Titans fans or He's gonna Texans fans will be be upset. the next head coach of the Titans. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Four years from now, Mike Rabel will get fired when they bring in that new stadium. They want a new era. Bill O'Brien will come in and he'll be, he'll be dictator, dictator of Nashville. I, I'll tell you this: if the Titans have a bad season next year, oh, if they go, I don't know, if they do what they did this year, they just miss out on the on the playoffs one game short again. This year was so absurdly unacceptable. Rabel's on the hot seat. He's, and yeah. don't give me the whole well coach year two years ago and blah blah blah. No 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 no. We watched J Rob get the same extension and get axed in the same year. Coach of the year is such a sham award. <laughs> Stand on the sideline and watch the players, watch the pro players. You pay millions. You get of dollars the award at least. That does say you're the best coach for that year, but that does not mean that you are, you are the best coach forever. Dang, we should have the parade for that since that's all we're going to get. They really should have. <laughs> I mean, if you're being honest about it, they should have done something fun. He he should have got like a video of him walking in and everybody clapping. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been, you know, just because you get a new GM. It should have been everybody's just excited and yeah. So, uh I believe the press conference is coming up soon. I think it's going to be it should be. I think they're going to do uh on their websites and all that kind of stuff. Uh, probably on like TennesseeTitans.com, talking to the devil indirectly here. But if you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. is when they're supposed to go, but scrambling. and. Oh, hey, Dana White, was he was the same way with all of his announcements. He would be like, all right, five, and it was 530 when he went live. Yeah, and then it was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing to talk about. Nothing. I, I just, I, I feel, I still just feel 
it could could it work out? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go glass half empty now or glass half full. It could work out. It could. He could really be this diamond in the rough that you just didn't know that he was going to be this good or anything like that. It really could happen that way. Do I believe that's what's going to happen? Absolutely not. But could it happen? Sure. But with a new OC hiring from within like that, how do you expect any real changes to the team? And by real changes, do you expect any kind of actual actual evidence that a big move for the Titans is going to happen or are they just going to once again rely on a Derrick Henry led offense hey first of all if let's uh, yeah. real quick hold on to that thought let's go and listen here Mike Rabel's live, live talking about this now efforts on the field uh excited to talk about our staff uh today you know it's, it's I would say 95% uh, complete. I uh, spent a lot of time uh, going through um, multiple candidates at each position, met some amazing people, had conversations with some amazing people and coaches, um, you know, learned a lot throughout this process to get here. Um, and, and really excited about where this, this is going to go, uh, excited about where this is going to go uh, with my my relationship with Rand, uh, the relationship with our coaching staff and the personnel department, you know, so this is a it's a cool time to be able to to discuss those um, men and women on our staff um, and, and help you um, kind of figure out who they are. Teresa. Struggling with the Zoom, Teresa. Teresa, are you there? I see her. No glamour shot. Okay, uh, Jim Watt. Okay, Mike, uh, if you could maybe speak specifically about uh, the search at offensive coordinator and why Tim, Coley, Tim Kelly ended up ultimately being the right person for the job. Yeah, I think it's the, the right the right fit uh, for us at this time. It's it's the it's the perfect fit. Um, met with some really really good candidates. Um, one that that we were able to bring on here in our staff um, to to help assist and, and support Tim and our offense and, and coach our quarterbacks and our passing game coordinator. But yeah, I think what what Tim ultimately was able to do was be able to provide. Um, some familiarity and, and some carryover uh, to, to what we were doing, because I don't think everything's broken. I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, but then also be able to, you know, add some, some things that, um, you know, can really help us and take advantage of, of some opportunities. Um, I've seen him, you know, call games uh, in this league uh, against us. Uh, felt like he has had a great feel for, for the game. You know, going back to even last year, um, playing with a rookie quarterback and not having much success against us at at their place, being able to to shift gears and, and get into empty almost exclusively, and you know, give them a chance to to get back in that football game, and um, you know, we were able to win. But you know, I think his his feel, um, his energy, his leadership, you know, all things that that came out uh, throughout this process of multiple meetings with him and, and other candidates. Uh, Terry. 
Get a wet in person. Uh, Teron. What's up, Coach? Uh, my question is in regards to the, the collaboration side of things. Like, how do you see everything working as far as Charles London as past game coordinator with, with Pat O'Hara in his role, as well as Tim Kelly in his and, his, and your uh, addition as well? Well, I mean, I think all that is, um, you know, we, we have to work through those types of things. I think that, you know, the one thing that I really appreciated from where Charles has been is having been with Tim and then gone and done some stuff on his own and, and bringing some of the, what he's learned from Chicago, his time in Chicago, which um, what was valuable, uh, his work in Atlanta, which is a valuable. Uh, and so, you know, his number one priority is, is going to be, uh, you know, coaching the quarterbacks and then the pass game coordinator. You know, I think that that's, that's an assist role and that's, you know, providing ideas and support and, um, you know, helping, helping Tim and everybody involved uh, work through the, the, the weekly game plan and, and how we want to start off the spring and what we want to do and, and how we want to install things and maybe how we change the terminology. Um, because I think that that's also important. I think you know, some of this stuff is going to be um, consistent, but there'll be a lot that will force us all to, to learn and to grow. And, and I think that that's, that's probably an important time for, for all of that, whether it's the terminology, the, the runs are the runs, the plays are the plays, but you know, how we're calling things, how we're teaching things, how, how we're uh, putting things into certain buckets. You know, those are all things that'll probably change with, with Tim uh, and, and Charles and, you know, and, and my input as well. Uh, let's try Terry again. Mike, can you talk a little bit about, I guess, the thought of, you know, the hiring Tim in-house versus maybe hiring an offensive coordinator from the outside who might bring in different ideas and a, and a different system? Well, I, you know, have, you know, I'm confident that there will be new ideas, new, um, you know, concepts. You know, again, there's there's a lot of things that you can can invest your time with, and um, you know, we're we're fairly certain that you know where we've invested a lot of our time is, you know, been in one particular system. I I know that that'll that'll change in the spring. I think this will be a great time to, you know figure out, you know, how much you want to invest in, in some of these other schemes and these ideas, you know, you have to, every offense and every defense, everybody has to have an identity, um, which is critical, you know, things that you're going to be able to do and then have, have plays off of it. So, you know, in my interactions and in my meetings with, with Tim, I'm very comfortable that there'll be, you know, continue to do the things that we do well, the things that we uh, feel like we do well, that we want to continue and enhance. And then, you know, bringing new ideas that that he has, that 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 Arthur, or excuse me, that Charles has, or even um, other other guys on our staff. Uh, I've got Teresa's question here. Um, what do you like about Lori and what she can bring to the defense? Well, I, I thought her knowledge was was excellent. I enjoyed our meetings um, that we were able to have at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, she, she's done it. She's done it. She's got experience in this league and, um, you know, excited to be able to bring on somebody that's, you know, worked with a lot of great players and been around great defenses in Tampa. Um, so that I, you know, and I know that, 
know, she'll pr primarily start out working with the outside linebackers. Uh, I think that that her and Ryan Crow will uh, make a great team, and, and he'll help her uh, as she transitions to uh, to working with the outside linebackers. Uh, Corey Curtis. Sorry, sorry, coach. Uh, Buck. Okay. Yeah, Mike. Uh, with with the coordinator hires, I mean, with as often as you guys have gone internal, how important is institutional knowledge for you when it comes to these kind of things? Well, I, you know, the, the whole idea, you know, what I mean, is, is what I know and what I believe in, and it's more importantly what I believe in. And if I didn't think that we had the, the right people here. Um, you know, we would try to go and, 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 and get somebody else. You know, I think we hire really good people. I mean, you see that from, from other opportunities that we've had uh, in the five years that we've been here, um, putting together a great staff that I believe in, that'll teach, develop, and, you know, inspire our players through, through making a connection with them. And you, you can see that, uh, you know, I have to identify men and women that I think can continue to grow, have upward mobility. Um, and if they, you know, fit what I'm looking for and, you know, they, they are the right person for the job, well then, you know, I'll do my best to, you know, put them in those positions. Let's try Corey again. Or not. Um, Paul Carthy. Thanks. Hey, Mike, um, can you can you talk us through a little bit what Tim's role was as passing game coordinator last year? The times we were out there, we saw him during individual, often with the tight ends only. And and we'd like to know, I think, a little a bit more about what he he did when we weren't there. Um. Yeah, I mean, I they, I had asked him to. You know, I don't I don't want him standing there holding a clipboard, uh, charting passes, so. You know, I asked him to to focus and, and assist with the tight ends uh, at, at practice or an individual being extra set of hands. I like everybody that's out there to be working, uh, doing something to to help the football team or the players. Um, yeah, you know, and then there were you know his his you know outside of the time of practice, it was you know a lot of uh, preparation in, in advance, and I think he would come into to Todd and be able to, to meet with me and say, Hey, here's what, you know, this is what we can expect. Um, you know, he was able to work ahead. You know, he wasn't focusing on, you know, necessarily calling the game. I, I think he was you know, helped put together the, the first and second down um, passing game and would communicate with Todd, look through the third down, present that, you know, and, and then ultimately, um, you know, we go in with a game plan and then, you know, it has to get executed and, and, and it has to, you know, and somebody has got to call it. So, you know, it wasn't like when it was a pass, um, you know, it, it was, it was Tim's responsibility. Tim, Tim was here to, you know, to support the offense and to provide, uh, you know, working knowledge of, of the defense and to be able to, to, to help with the first and second down installation, third down, you know, and then worked with, with Todd as, as well as myself in the red zone.
So that is some of the press conference currently going on still from Mike Vrabel about the hire of new offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. Uh, I mean, just what a terribly ran press conference that was. Everybody was not prepared <laughs> to to talk at a press conference. I mean, you think Zoom, we'd figure this out. I, hey, favorite part, though, is, is Mike Vrabel just saying, should have went in person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should have. What are we doing? What this isn't easier because apparently, just turning the mic on on Zoom is 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 next level top like hard thought for these guys. But anyway, uh, lots to get to that. We're gonna we're gonna react to it here on the other side of the break. Got to hit a break though. Phone lines also open if you want to hit in six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Trying to finish this wreck over here that made a mess earlier. 440 westbound at I-65. Traffic's increasing to the north on 65 into Goodlettsville. Steady flow of traffic out through Mount Juliet into Wilson County. Watch for lots of radar on 24 into Rutherford County. Hey, whether you're an Eagles fan or a Chiefs fan, a house divided, Princess Hot Chicken has uh, the platters to make the big game uh, party sizzle. Uh, check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet... You could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's a Star Leasing com to learn more. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac. 
and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. The Titans offseason is going to be a big to-do in this market. They have a new general manager in place, and there's a lot of uncertainty of where this team is going. What's their approach with a brand-new general manager? Is it trim the dead weight, trim the fat, try to come back and we're good enough to win it? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Win a division? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Follow the afternoon stretch on Twitter at Bruno Reagan and Zachariah W. Really, man? You want that? I'm not spelling that out. <sighs> the afternoon stretch. One quick thing, and then we're going to go Tony and Nolan's book. One quick thing just to react off that Mike Grable press conference. Bringing in Tim Kelly who was already your passing game coordinator, already on staff to be the OC, and Mike Vrabel having the gall to say, yeah, I think new ideas and 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 new situations are going to arise for this team. One of two things. One, he, cl- he thinks things are going to be wildly different with the offensive coordinator position now by bringing somebody on staff because, one, he had new ideas – and never shared them previously, which terrible, right? That can you imagine sitting there having the secret sauce and just like I'm not going to say it until I'm in the proper position? Yeah, that's yeah. remarkably stupid. Or two, that the guy who was already in the situation, and I get it, not calling the plays. That's everybody's like, I want to hold on to. He's not calling the plays, but was preparing the passing offense, who was the worst, the worst in the NFL. I love how they were like, expand his role um, <laughs> on the team as passing game coordinator. He was like, yeah, you know, he was just there kind of, you know, chipping in, helping out. It's just, there's no, I'll give Mike this. He has the same energy with everything, which is none. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm real excited. <laughs> you sound like it. I'm pumped. <laughs> Let's go to Tony in Nolensville. Tony, I appreciate you holding on. How you doing, buddy? Hello, buddy. Hello, guys. Uh, maybe we could figure out who's going to score more points, Iowa college football uh, team, the Hawks, or the Titans with this new exciting same old staff that we've got just promote within. Guys, it's going to be same old, same low. And it's just, you know, I'd almost rather watch a, a the Pro Bowl stuff this from this weekend than to know what we're going to be watching again this fall. It's, yes. uh, I mean, it's just, I just think it's going to be the same stuff over and over again. And I, you know, who's laughing right now, Bruno? Who? Downing. I think he's somewhere just oh, chuckling away. Well. Yeah, same thing with J Rob, 100%. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, you just hear the stuff and, it just makes you just want to cringe and so just say, blow it up and just let's start completely over. It almost does. And it just, when I heard that today, I mean, when they announced it, everybody's saying, you know, uh, green or uh, be enemy or, you know, somebody, everybody had their name, who they were going to pick. 
and then to promote within like that, your passing coordinator. And like you said, Zach, the one of the worst passing things in the league, you know, it just makes me want to go eat a sour apple or something. <laughs> Does it make you want to go renew some season tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm DSLs. not buying no season tickets. No, that is a big no. So I'm going to open in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Bruno, let me ask you something. I watched the Senior Bowl this weekend. I don't know if you watched some of it. But, um, you know, guys, you know who has fun on a football field? Toothless and ruthless offensive tackle. The boy name is it Mock from North Dakota State. Yeah, yeah that guy's he crazy looking. He has fun playing football. He's got a pretty. He decent really run does. Game. Yeah, he's got a pretty decent run game. His pass game is going to need a ton of work, which always worries me because the NFL is not really for teaching. They're not very good at it. There's a lot of demand early, so there's a lot of technical. Bruno, issues, what do you think? Hard. Is it his footwork, feet work, or what? Oh yeah, it's absolutely his foot. It's his footwork, one hundred percent. Um, you're, Hey, that I get the toothless appeal and the whitest snow, you know, North Dakota boy. It's like a good, it's a good prototype for like a rough and tough lineman. He is going to athletically match up with Miles Garrett. Yeah. And he has shown me absolutely <laughs> zero that that's going to go well, but I'm glad he looks cool and he runs run blocks very well the titans have a team that run blocks extremely well this is right up if john robinson was Dude, getting ready to draft this it, is this that guy is thought, right up his alley which abysmal but yeah. hey tony appreciate you calling appreciate in buddy it. uh 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in we got to run to a break we'll get back on the other side of the phone lines after this here on the afternoon stretch Good afternoon. Still trying to clean up this wreck. It's been out here for a while, almost two hours on 440 westbound at 65. Heavy but moving on I-40 out through Mount Julian. All that steady flow of traffic continues through Wilson County. Busy to the north on 65 in the Goodlettsville. Not bad on 24 uh, as you make your way through Rutherford County. Hey, Nash Painting Services all in Middle Tennessee. Check them out at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the 6th annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th annual Mid-State Classic. 
Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened to every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. Then I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams. I asked Reagan to hold on over the top of the hour here. And if you want to get on the phone line, 615-844-5600, because we ran a little long in the tooth with Mike Vrabel's press conference. That's still not over, by the way. Still going. Sorry, Sensei. You got to wait. He'll get on. Because I know he's got some thoughts and, and feelings about this situation. It's, it's I don't know. Games aren't, hey, games aren't won in February, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's all just going to magically work out. It's all just going to magically. Unless you're in the Super Bowl. Games could be won in the Super Bowl, at least. <laughs> Which is happening, by the way. Does this feel like the most un-Super Bowl week? Super Bowl week? Am I alone in that? No, it's it's pretty underhyped. It feels really underhyped. Phoenix Open. That's happening, I'm yeah. I'm so excited. Yes, that'll be good. Phoenix. What up, what's up with Phoenix just getting everything? I know, it's not fair. It's this year. Why why do they get why does Phoenix get everything good? That's a good question. I have no idea. I've never been to Arizona. It's awesome. Of course Patrick Mahomes is playing at State Farm Stadium. <laughs> the NFL wanted this. That's what the it's NFL the wanted. It's in the script. It's in the script. Should have read the script. I know. I read my script, and I was like, wow, this is such a short role. <laughs> <laughs> Two lines. <laughs> really? <laughs> Have you seen the actual leaked script? I saw – okay, I saw a photo that said it's the Eagles winning 37-34 to 34 over, the, oh, over the Chiefs. Oh, on that website or whatever. The fourth most bet that makes sense. I, the grammar was not there, but it's the fourth most placed bet so far in the Super Bowl. 
Well, that's stupid because anybody can just me- you can mess with the code <laughs> on a front end of a website. You can go on the website, hit like Control F or Control I or something. It'll open up the code. You can just mess Java code. So someone can forge something so yeah. on a website. And it's it's just a photo of a computer <laughs> screen too, which is like I love dangerous. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. It's just and like, people have bet money off of off of that. They're like, this is it, bro. I will say the world will burn if the Chiefs lose by three, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> people will go Strip insane. Week. Oh, yeah. That, Arian Foster would be really getting some calls then. All right, first hour's done. Second hour coming up. I'm Michelle Franzen. Unity and economic recovery will be the focus of President Biden's State of the Union address tonight. ABC's Alexis Christophorus says he'll work to convince Americans his policies are working to fight inflation and add value to their everyday lives. There have been lots of impact. I think it's up for debate what kind of impact it's had. It probably is going to fall on what part of the aisle, what side of the aisle you uh, fall on. But if you take a look at the numbers, a lot of the gains that he's made really are building on what his predecessor Donald Trump did. So he'll be touting the strength of the job market tonight for sure. U.S. spy planes were tracking the Chinese surveillance balloon last week. A senior U.S. official tells ABC News the U-2 plane captured, quote, best pictures of the undercarriage as we tracked the balloon across the country. GOP House Majority Leader Steve Scalise questioning military assertions that the balloon was prevented from transmitting information during its flight. It was still flying on its path, so it was getting some kind of data from somewhere to know where to go. Are you telling me it wasn't also sending information back during that path? It should have never been allowed to complete its mission. It should have never been allowed to start its mission. The death toll now topping 6,000 in Turkey and Syria following Monday's 7.8 magnitude earthquake. ABC's Jordana Miller says rescue crews are racing to find survivors in the rubble of collapsed buildings. They're facing huge challenges. At least 9,000 buildings lie in total or partial ruin. There's not enough manpower or heavy equipment to dig through that much debris. And the danger of aftershocks continues. Plus the frigid temperatures, rain and snow, slowing the rest efforts and threatening the lives of those who may be alive but trapped. Global search and rescue teams are headed to the region, including a team from Los Angeles. A single lottery winner for last night's Powerball, jackpot worth $747 million. That winning ticket sold in Washington State. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagans. You know what the Mets stand for? It's Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> 
They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the Afternoon Stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. Hot topic of the day, Tim Kelly, new OC for the Tennessee Titans. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it matter at all for this team? Will they still be missing the playoffs next season? Or do they win the Super Bowl next season? Hey, they have just as much of a chance to win the Super Bowl as every other team in the NFL in 2023. No, 2024, because that's when it would be played. You know that's not true. You know, hey, hey where is that chance. Super Bowl? Where is that Super Bowl? Ooh, is it in Vegas? Probably. Is it in Vegas next year? Fake I've completely city. forgot. Vegas, the fake city, shouldn't exist. Yeah, I have no idea where the 2023 Super Bowl is. Now you're, now you're making me want to figure it out. Let's uh, let's go. I guess technically the 2024 Super Bowl. Whatever. This is stupid. I hate I hate Google too. Uh, if you want to jump in, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. We want to hear from you. Let's go to Reagan up in Clarksville. Reagan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Mm. Hey, let me follow up on Tony from Nolensville. I did watch the kid from North Dakota State play. He's a poor man's deal in Raiders. Can't pass block and won't be able to make it in the NFL. Right for the Titans. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's my biggest concern. He doesn't have the foot speed, the work. He has bad technique. He's aggressive, aggressive coming off the ball. But he's only going to do that about three or four times a game on a goal line and short yardage. So, if you can't pass protect, you can't play in the NFL. Yeah, so you watch Trent, you watch any Trent Williams clip. Just watch, don't watch anything because you watch him brutalize people. Watch his feet. There's the reason the reason yeah. he's most successful is because he has great base, doesn't cross his feet, always stays balanced and leveraged, and just is constantly pounding uh, on the balls of his toes. So yeah, it's, yeah, he looks like a judoka. He really he looks does. like a yeah, you, dancer. It's crazy. Yeah, when you saw him against Parsons, you you saw real quick just how good his feet was. Yeah, it doesn't matter and, how tough you are or anything. You got to just be able to move. Yeah, it's athletic ability at a big size. So that's my concern. It sounds to me like the Titans, Bruno, that are rebooting for another run. It sounds like we're going to get Ben Jones back. We're going to get Tannehill back. 
We're getting a lot of the coaches in different positions, but we're getting them back. What are we going to do? We're going to throw in Taylor Lewan if he's healthy at left tackle. I talked to Bruno about that the other day. That quite easily could happen. And then you draft a wide receiver, and you come back with a Derrick Henley-heavy offense. Probably have to replace both guards. But you come back with that running game and try to bring back two years ago, you know, when they averaged almost 30 points a game. So, Well, three years ago, I guess. So is that what they're really planning on doing, or are they uh, really going to try to change things up? This guy's been in the building the whole time. Now, we don't, you don't know what his job description is because a lot of these guys write their own job description when they're an analyst. You know, if you're going to Alabama, it's different. But in the NFL, you're brought in for a specific reason, you know, whatever that is, you know, evaluating upcoming, you know, game plans or, or actually formulating game plans. So we don't really know what Kelly was doing there. But I guarantee he's going to do what Mike Grable wants. And what's Mike Grable going to want? He's going to want Henry to run the ball, control the offense, keep the defense off the field. That way his defense can be rested and they can come out and play at a high level, which they should do. But will they be any better? If they don't have everybody hurt, if they'll stop killing people, then they, they will be able to make the playoffs. They're a playoff team simply by the talent. And they uh, 22 in the backfield. What's your thoughts on that? I'll tell you, uh, Reagan, I don't think I, – I, you might be right. I think you're on to something with that. Uh, you're not going to be able to recapture Derrick Henry two years ago or three years ago or four years ago. I, it's too tough, man. He, It's too tough. Everybody gets a year older. I don't think – and I don't, I'm not saying, like, Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season the same way that he did in years past. He's, he's going to have to – take a step back in some I mean we saw it this year we watched him this year take a step he did lose a half step you didn't see those breakaway touchdowns he was getting caught in that second level uh and and you saw the fumbling the fumbling was something that you never really saw before with Derrick Henry so we watched the 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 step back a little bit with Derrick Henry I just don't think if that's what their plan is say all right we're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out it just seems like the definition of insanity to me uh, and they're not going to get the different result that they're they're trying to pursue. Well, from a coaching background, Derrick Henry is a foot-in-the-dirt guy. He's not a guy that makes somebody miss at the line of scrimmage and then breaks a run. He's not like Keyshawn Bond was for Vanderbilt when he came in. You know, he would make one person miss and then gone. Derrick Henry is a guy that gets a full head of steam, and if you don't stop him by third or fourth step, that's when he gets those long runs. He didn't get any of that this year because their offensive line got destroyed. You know, they were pushed into the backfield, for, forcing him to go lateral or cutting back one of the two. I, I don't think it's a good plan. I think the Titans are doomed to be reset and have another step back. But uh, I, I think you either go all in one way or the other. And it sounds like that to me. They're going all in on bringing everybody back. Tammy Hill will be your quarterback. And I'm not surprised because what when you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? The same pick, you yeah. do the same thing. You're just like, this worked. This is it. The winning technique. This is this yeah. is the technique. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we're just, we just have to keep to keep trying to get back to this, get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That, that's why every time you go up to a girl at the bar, you're just like, please, please, go <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one time. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you something. They'll always remember me. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. 
and just remember, when they get older, they'll be coming back trying to get you. And, you Every know, time. You'll be, you'll be dating their younger sister or maybe their daughter. <laughs> I'll hey, get him, off, get him off the phone. Hey, Reagan, appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> 615-844-5600 if you want to drop, jump in. No relation to Bruno. <laughs> Except he's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he brings up a good point. I do understand the idea of what Derrick Henry is as a running back. He's a power runner downhill once he gets that head of steam and all that kind of stuff. But he never got it. And I get the offensive line was bad. That's clear. But I don't think that was the reason why he was getting hocked down. We saw him so many times getting hocked down by corners and secondary people. It's because he was. I think he's lost a half step off his speed, which still – Great running back, but I don't think he has that top-end gear anymore where we saw him break out a 99-yard touchdown and, and reach almost 22 miles an hour. I don't think you're going to see that, Derrick I'm just Henry trying to anymore. think of any, in the history of the National Football League, a running back-led team win the Super Bowl. Like, it's just never... Well, I mean, in modern like in modern history? In any, any year where it was like the running Walter back... Walter Payton and the, and the, and the Bears... That's, I mean, that's... That's what we're trying to... One of their essence, that's what we're trying to capture. Best defenses also. Yeah. In, in essence, that's what we're. That's what the Titans are trying to do. Is Barry Sanders and the Detroit Lions. Oh wait, they never won one. <laughs> it was the best of all time. Emmett Smith. You could maybe make an argument. With the Dallas Cowboys in the middle in mid nineties. You can maybe make that argument, but you also have Troy Aikman and, and Michael. Yeah, I wasn't Irvin. alive to see it. And Deion Sanders playing offense too. So a lot of times too, the Titans just benefit off the fact that they're like they're so. You, they're the only team that still runs the system that other teams have to like change their personnel in a weird way. Like other teams will have smaller guys at the linebacker position, and in like their outside wing position, they'll have DBs in there. So then they have to stock up, and then they hope that it's like when you a college team plays against the triple option. You're just like you you only prepare for it seven days of the year. So it's like, how is that going to translate? That's kind of benefit of the Titans so far. Um, I don't know if that's a – every single year the Titans do this, though, uh, defenses and players and veterans will remember it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know – I'm trying to think. There's been – I mean, the one Super Bowl I can remember with a running back that had just a huge game was the Philadelphia Eagles against the Patriots when Nick Foles beat Brady. And uh, it was Corey Clement. <laughs> Corey Clement, who – I mean, it was like a third-string running back, and he just went – berserk and then after that never had another good game in his career it felt like um but yeah that's the only that's the only one i'm trying to remember that had just some crazy game i imagine there are other ones out there i'm not saying there aren't but Mm -hmm. no i think i think you're you're especially in this nfl currently i just don't see it working i just don't see it working anymore i don't either but hey i this and this is you talk about i always criticize people for loser talk and so you can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say. Getting in the playoff is, is enough. If you get into the playoff enough, what I think one of these one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? But if you get a team, which is what they did with Ryan Tannehill when he first started, like they get they had a team we knew was good enough to get the divisional or conference rounds, and then you just catch lightning in a bottle, or you have the two best games of your life, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl, right? That's that's a good goal for the Titans if they can just get back to. I don't expect them to win the Super Bowl to save Mike Bravel's job. I think that's unrealistic. I think if you can just keep consistently getting there with the with the the one bad year, which is this year, an unacceptable year. I think that's a fair grounds for retention. 
I, I really do. So if you think that's loser talk, I think that's a fair criticism. Me personally, I think that's the best way to go about in the NFL because there's 30, 32 of the highest level football teams possible are gunning for that. It's just uh, you don't want to throw away a good thing just because you're not winning the bowl. If you keep going, keep going, one of these days you will win it. Unless you're the Bills, then you will never win it. You will never experience happiness if you live in New York. Okay. <laughs> uh, I stand corrected too, by the way. Corey Clement, he did have a big game, and he was a running back, but he had four receptions for a hundred yards. That's what it, and a touchdown. He didn't really run the ball that great. That's what it was. I just remember Corey Clement was big in that game, and then he never did it again. I mean, if you're gonna do it, that's the game to do it in. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like MVS showing up in the AFC Championship. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was insane. He, he, he was the only one. Out, he was the only one left. Kadarius Tony was like, <laughs> <laughs> Juju was somewhere. Yeah, Juju was uh, Jackson Mahomes. It was like Juju over here. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump in, let's go to Mike and Melrose. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Hey, doing all right. Uh, I recall one game. It might be before y'all's time, but it was against my Dolphins when they had Marino. And John Riggins had a pretty big day, I believe. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> I want to study yeah. the football history a little bit there. John Riggins was a very good football player. I'm just so entranced in the present. I think it was late eight. Hey, uh, I do have a, I do have a, a, a baseball topic, of course. Uh, yesterday you mentioned uh, about Andrew Jones yes. being in the Hall of Fame. He probably deserves it. Not clear cut. His lifetime batting average was 254. Yeah, he won 10 gold gloves, but 254 batting average. Now, he, his numbers were very comparable to uh, Scott Rowland, who I don't know how he made it, but he, I mean, well, you look back, I've been reading a book. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, and that, and also I don't think it, it matters so much first ballot, second ballot. I'm reading a book about Joe DiMaggio. He didn't make it till his third year. And another player, I believe it was uh, Jim Jensen, lifetime three forty one average for the Giants. He didn't make it till his second year. Yeah. So a lot of that just has to do with the sports writers. Oh, a hundred percent. And my thing with Andrew Jones is he's one of four players to have over four hundred home runs in his career with ten Gold Gloves, uh, and the other three players that had that all were first ballot Hall of Famers: uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, I can't believe it slipped. Oh, Mickey, Man not Mickey Mantle. Uh, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name now. Don't look at me. I have no idea. I know. I've, to I've told you the stat, but I had it in the back of my head. Uh, but still, there's been other, play other players that had those kind of stats coilated with him to get into the Hall of Fame in a first ballot. I think he does eventually get in regardless, but I, I mean – if I'm picking Scott Rowland over Andrew Jones, I think Andrew Jones is a better player. Yeah, well, that's what helps Scott Rowland, I guess. He was a good defensive third baseman, and that's definitely what helps somebody like uh, like Ozzie Smith. I mean, he was known for his glove. He wasn't a great hitter, but he was such a great defensive player. Willie Mays was the other name I was going to say, by the way. Willie Mays was the other one. Yeah, he yeah, he was pretty good, too. All right, y'all have a good one. Hey, appreciate it, Mike. The guy that does the sponge thing or whatever, Willie Mays here. Is him? <laughs> it's Billy Mays. Oh. <laughs> also, RIP, Billy Mays. Oh, yeah. That was... <laughs> We're all... Devlin, hey, Devlin got that one. Swing and a miss. By I mean, just as... Hey, Willie Mays here for OxyClean. That's, that's what you heard. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I remember. <laughs> ah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is serious. Just remember when he passed away, how sudden it was? It was like he hit his head on the airplane or something? Yeah. That's crazy. There's turbulence. That is insane. Did you just want to talk about Billy Mays so you set all this up? No. <laughs> <laughs> was that your plan? I don't have a plan with anything, so don't insinuate. <laughs> oh, okay. Joker now. now you're Heath Ledger. No. Do I look like a man has a plan? <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> Very perceptive of you. No, he did have a plan, though. Clearly. Oh. I mean, come on. He went, on, he went through all that. All right, he made what was the plan? That had bombs right, what, on what was the plan? What was the plan? It was it so clear. What was anarchy. the plan? That's all he wanted to do. His plan was just call. Why? What anarchy. was the motivation? A plan requires motivation. What was the motivation? Because he loves anarchy. Mm. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I win. I win. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, Zach won. Bruno zero. All right, we need to take a break. Six one five eight four four fifty. Your your turn's over to talk. It's my turn now. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. On the other side, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports will join us. We're going to talk some Predators hockey. Stay tuned. Yeah, back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Stay tuned. Good afternoon. It's been crazy slow from an earlier rank. They just trying to open it back up here in the last few minutes on 440 westbound near 65 over in the Berry Hill area. Again, that traffic's been jammed up between Nolensville Pike and 65 on 440 going west. Busy, but it's moving. I-40 out through Dixon County. Lots of radar out in that area around 840 and I-40. Same thing, I-40 out in Wilson County. Snapdragon Hemp serving up lab-tested top-shell pimp products across Tennessee edibles, flowers, concentrates. Order online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. 
online at CordellCordell.com. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love it. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Afternoon Stretch. It's a radio show. Bruno Reagan being extra relaxed today on the video camera. You can see his small legs. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, you mean call him fat? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not small. <laughs> if I'm going to make fun of for being big, I'm going to embrace it. You better dress me as such. It's average. Average, yeah. Ooh, that's worse. Your average There's leg. There's nothing average about this. Are you kidding me? That tiny little leg. Look at all that. I don't even know how you walk around with that thing. Not only that. <laughs> 615-844-5600. Hey, this is always my favorite time of the week, and I don't say that for every guest. Well, it's like my seventh, but that's pretty good in the rankings. <laughs> Get our time now to talk some Predators hockey with Alex Darty of A to Z Sports. You can check him on Twitter at AlexDarty1. The White Dragon has landed. Alex, how are you doing, sir? How's it going? I, I made the top ten and Bruno's favorite moments of the week. That's I, that's I'm I'm ecstatic about that. Yeah, because you're you're kind of like a Bruno fan club, which I hate, by the way. But I saw you talking about how you couldn't believe Jerry Stackhouse unfollowed him on Twitter either. I mean, I I think about it every single day. I know, right? I mean, I, it's I, I I will say this about Vanderbilt sports. I I love covering the Nashville Predators. Uh, it's 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 not a it's you know I'm not I'm not a fan. I'm just I just get to cover the team. It's just like it's a job. But I will always just be a fan of, of Vanderbilt sports, and uh, part of that is is making fun of everything about the university and all the all the terrible decisions they make. So uh, I, I appreciate when when Bruno points those things out, and and you need people like that around. Well, the problem is, is it's not like a job, or it's not like omni. It's not like I'm omnipotent to it, or like uh, on the outside of the walls. Like it very deeply bothers me, and I hope people don't look at my tweets and think oh, he's just joking. He's just clowning around. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, yeah, I, right. I really get that. I, I get that because it's it's serious business. People don't. People maybe outside of Nashville don't realize like how how important Vanderbilt and athletics is to a lot of people in the area. I mean, it's it's become a joke, but like. It didn't used to be. I mean, it it didn't used to be, and it really shouldn't. That that I, how awesome Nashville is. You know what I mean? It's just it really simple. We've got Bruno wasn't prepared for us to talk Vanderbilt. Usually, I have to like preface it for him, and I can tell it's just bringing it up right now has really got him into a <laughs> a real fussy situation. No, I'm chilling. We have I'm to good. put him down for a nap after the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Alex, let's talk some Preds now. The All Star break is over. We're done. 
They have, what, 34 more games left. And yep. where do they currently sit right now? I know I've been seeing you post all all through today about all the press conferences and everything. What is your vibe with the team right now getting ready for the back half of this season? Well, it's pretty uh, it's, it's a pretty daunting final stretch that they have. I mean, let, let's lay it out there. They're at 54 points. They're out of a playoff spot. Most mathematicians who look at this stuff say they're going to have to be around 97, 98 points by the end of the year to make the playoffs, just to make the playoffs. So that's 44 points away. They've got to get 44 points in their final 34 games. That might not sound like that's hard. That's a pretty difficult number to reach, uh, especially for a team like Nashville. I mean, that's got, I mean, basically that's like getting 22 wins of your final 34 games. That's like, that's a, that is really moving. I mean, that is, 22 and 12 in your final 34 games, that's like, you know, you're one of the best teams in the league. Um, so they have absolutely their work cut out for them, and they have nothing but themselves to blame for that because of where they've, you know, how they've played the first 48 games. They've got, you know, other teams ahead of them, like Colorado, who obviously is dangerous but injured. Minnesota, who I think is not dissimilar from Nashville in that they have flaws and you could you could catch them. St. Louis, I don't think they're as much of a factor anymore. I think they're going to start probably probably selling pieces. It sounds like Tarasenko is going to go. So in the Central, they are really in a position where they have to stack wins. They have to stack. They got to go on winning streaks. You know, they're in the middle of a three-game winning streak right now. They've got to extend that to like five, six. You know, and they've got to keep doing that for uh, you know two months in order to really make uh, make their their way up the ladder. I saw I saw your quote that you, or well I guess it wasn't your quote it was Matt Duchesne but I saw you tweeted out uh, Matt Duchesne talking about it's more of a sprint than a marathon at this point. Do you feel that they feel that sense of urgency that they're really going to be acting on it, or is that just kind of they're just they're just saying the trying to say the right things right now? No, I I, I get that vibe. I really do. I think that they are. Um, I think they have a lot of a lot of guys in that room that know what that means. If that makes any sense, it's not just words. I mean. Duchesne, Yossi, Johansson, Forsberg, Granlund, uh, even UC Soros at this point, like all have been through this, uh, this this final stretch playoff push. And then some of the younger guys who haven't, Cody Glass, Parsonen, uh, Tommy Novak, you know, those guys are, you know, learning from those guys, but they're just as they're they're just as amped up for it. So I do think that they are, you know, the will is in the room. Uh, you know, I, I think that the, the the willpower they have to really get that done is there. It's just, do they have the the horses? Do they have the talent to do it? And I, I think in some ways they do. It's just they they keep, if they keep dropping games like, you know, for example, this week, they have Vegas tonight. Tough, tough matchup. But I could see them going in and beating Vegas tonight. But then they go to, on the road to Philadelphia. In, you know, in Philadelphia, they play the Flyers. Flyers are not very good. But if they drop to Philly, the win over Vegas means nothing because you've just, you've, you've, now you've gone even for the week. And so it's it's stuff like that. Like they they've done stuff like that all year long, where they've dropped to teams that they really shouldn't have. And and if you do that now, you, you are going to be pretty out of it pretty quick. Talking with Alex Darty of A to Z. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. Also nicknamed the White Dragon. Let's get that going. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Reagan, what do you got for Alex? Alex, first and foremost, this wasn't in my prepared questions, but I'm looking at your Twitter bio. It says analysis god. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Bold. So good for you. <laughs> that's that made me chuckle on air. So I appreciate. Well, that. that's a so that's that's a nod to a hater. Actually, that was a uh, that was a little bit of hate mail that I got 
who uh, a, a guy described me. He said, uh, who is this guy that plays rec league hockey and thinks he knows anything about hockey? He thinks he's an analysis god. So that's actually a little uh, little bit of snark coming coming your way on that one. <laughs> hate mail is the best. I, I would prefer only hate mail instead of compliments. So that's just me, though. I uh, saved this tweet, and I wanted to run it by the analysis guide and see what you thought about it because I was like, this <laughs> is such a tight-ness thing that maybe he'll he'll be able to translate it. This season so far, the Preds have re-signed an undrafted forward, scored his first goal in 40 games, Wave one of the promising former first-rounders and have yet to call up a former first-rounder who who played in 76 games last year. Nothing makes sense. Is that a fair analysis of the Preds right now? I, I cannot – I do not understand why they have not called up Tomasino. That, that tweet is referencing Philip Tomasino in Milwaukee. Um, the fact that he's still been in Milwaukee this whole time it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then, yeah, so they signed Cole Smith and um, – I, I I think the timing of the move is surprising. I mean, Cole Smith. Let's just he is he's a um, you know he's a, a a lower end forward. He doesn't score a lot of goals. He just recently scored his first two NHL goals ever. He does a lot of things that are not goal oriented. I mean, he's a, he's a really he's a pretty fast skater. He's really physical. He plays on the penalty kill. Uh, he's a good locker room guy. You know that kind of thing. But like you know, why are you signing you know essentially a replacement level player? You know, in the middle of the season now, you're locking him into next year. Why not? Why not wait till the summer? See what other free agents are out there. See if there's any other better options, and then he'll be there. Because I, I don't think that the, a lot of teams are going to be coming for for Cole Smith over the summer. You could probably get him then too. So, I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And uh, th- look, that is that is a move. Here's the thing with the Predators. And getting back to your question, th- that is a move that doesn't make sense. But there are other moves that do make sense, right? Cody Glass has been a huge part of this year. Yuso Parson and same thing. Those have been great moves, I think, uh, and and really strong moves for the future. So, like, for every one of those one or two really good moves, they have moves that don't make a lot of sense, like not playing Tomasino and signing Cole Smith again for another year when you really don't need to yet. So I, it, it, it's really confusing sometimes Look, trying to take all of it in uh, when analyzing the Nashville Predators. I wanted to ask you a little bit more of a meta question, too, because I feel like with the Titans in Nashville, the energy's kind of shot down a little bit from the early years of Tannehill. With the early years of Tannehill was when the Preds were kind of having their run, and that's when I think the catfish throwing started. It just seemed like both of them had their peak energies of fandom around the same time, and now they're kind of traveling together back down to the gutter. Do you think there's like a wave of momentum with both of them combined where just kind of like the city – gets so hyped then it kind of needs a break and we're in we're, we're in this break point or is that just kind of like right place right time for I, both of them to make I do I, I think it is so funny the way it works there's even another element of it I was thinking about this today how long did it take for people now it's a little different now with Mike Vrabel with the Titans but it wasn't that long ago that people were like when is could Jeff Fisher come back here could Jeff Fisher come back to coach what's he doing because that same thing happened with Barry Trotz right I mean like people there are a lot of fans in town who Several years ago, we're ready to let Barry Trotz, you know, walk out the door. And now we're like, hmm, I wonder if we could get the old ball coach back in town. So even that kind of thing happens. It's really strange. But, yeah, they do seem to follow these sort of patterns. I don't follow the Titans nearly as much as I do the Predators. So I, I couldn't I couldn't match it up perfectly. But it does seem to do that. Talking with Alex Darty, Follow him on Twitter at AlexDarty1. Also, I'm, I'm kind of running rummaging through your tweets, and some that I remember from yesterday, you're talking about Cole Smith, and it seems like – I don't know if it was – I don't know what time you were sending these tweets out, but it kind of feels like 
late night, like connecting dots to other to imaginary lines to invisible dots. But you're saying Cole Smith getting his extension that he got, you think that's going to lead to a possible trade? Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I've I've since kind of backed off on that a little bit. Okay, so basically my thought was they've already locked in. It's about a month. It's about it's money is what it is. They have they have basically eight roster spots that they need to uh, take care of over the summer, either with signing their RFAs, their restricted free agents, or signing their U- signing UFAs. And they only have around eleven million dollars to do that. Well, some of those guys are going to cost more than a million dollars. I mean, Cody Glass is going to be a lot more than that. Tanner Snow is going to be more than that. They're not going to be able to do it with the, the money they have. And so that just get that got me thinking. There's probably something in the works where they're either going to offload some sort of money contract, or maybe they're going to trade one of those roster spots and call up someone from Milwaukee like a Tomasino. It just feels like they don't have the money and the roster spot situation exactly the way they need to in order to make it work. So that was kind of what I was thinking, but. I, I since backed off on it because I don't necessarily think it has to do with the trade deadline. Those trades could happen over the summer too, like at the draft or free agency. So it doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's going to be traded at the deadline. Just like they have to figure out this money situation. They're in kind of a, a, a crunch with there's so many roster spots to fill for next year and not a lot of money to use. Do you think that's playing, playing into the, how this team's going to play going forward this year? Because it just kind of sounds like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario that they're in because if they really do want to try to make a push and, and like you said, win, win those number of games to get into into a playoff spot and you want to make those moves, but making those moves could kind of harm how the money would go forward for the Preds team. Do you feel like that's playing it in at all with this team, how they're just going to decide to – they're not going to say it out loud. They're going to say, well, we're just, this, this season's over. So they're going to say they're going to have a lot of momentum and they're going to try to win. You know, teams always say that. But do you think they're they're thinking of that kind of level right now with this season? I, I don't think any of the moves that they're they're contemplating are about buying to get more pieces for this year, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't think that they are a buyer looking to, you know, go get a rental like a Bo Horvat. Obviously, he already got traded. But I don't. I don't think they're in that kind of market right now at all. No matter what happens over the next couple of weeks, but I do think what dep- the the next few games. You know how many wins they get over Vegas and Philly, and then Arizona next Monday. Like if they if they if they reel off three straight wins, they're probably more likely going to uh, be active in the trade conversations and looking towards you know a backdoor buy, so to speak, like where you trade off a piece that you. Know, don't necessarily need for next year but it leads to a draft pick or it leads to some money down the road that you can use for something else i i i do not think you're going to see any big splashes i mean if there's any trades for the for the trade deadline for nashville they're going to be small but um i do think there probably will be something i i don't know what it'll be but i it, it really comes down to these next few games how do they perform against vegas tonight how do they play in philly on saturday how do they play against arizona monday that right there, those three games could tell you exactly how the rest of this uh, the season's going to go. Well, let's talk about the game tonight. Then, what are you expecting from this Vegas squad against the Preds? Well, so Vegas has somehow. I guess they maybe they're injured, but they've had some some injuries, uh, and they've lost several games in a row. I think they've lost maybe three or four games in a row. But the last time Nashville played them, they lost in overtime. Um, Vegas is always tough against Nashville. They just have a lot of a lot of good speed, a lot of good skill players. 
Um, I think it depends on who's in goal. I'm not really sure who's going to go in goal for, for Vegas tonight. But I, I, I would say that Nashville, based on how they played against New Jersey before the break and against Winnipeg before the break, they definitely got a chance. I mean, like I, I don't think that this team – I don't think Vegas is so good that they're going to be you know o- overrun or anything. I think it's going to be close. Probably, probably a one-goal kind of game, real, real tight game in the end. Yeah, Preds are the favorite, at least if you're looking at the way Vegas is looking at it right now. Uh, minus one and a half goal favorite, but it is plus two Oh five. <laughs> it's a, I've never seen that where a favorite is, is plus two to one almost. That's kind of crazy, but I guess that explains Preds hockey in a nutshell. I, I, that's hockey, man. The spreads are just like, I, I stay away from the spreads. I don't know. What's the over under on this one? Six, just a flat six. Who? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd say probably the under on that. I would say, yeah, like a three to two sounds like a good final for this one. Well, you, Devlin was trying to go over, and you're against Devlin, which is a good. It's good for you that you're against Devlin. So. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, if you, I have a pretty good track record on this show. I don't want to ruin it, but I, I think I'm going to go under on the uh, under six tonight. This is official. This is an official one, right? Let's make it. Let's make it official. Yeah. All right, there you go. It's putting on. This is this is for uh, never getting one wrong on the show. So I think you're 4-0 <laughs> currently, so we'll see if you – hopefully you can get to 5-0. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I'm 4-0. I don't, that sounds uh, – maybe 2-0. Maybe, oh, I, we'll make it up. Think, we can just make up whatever hey, Alex, we want, look, Alex. I promise you, I just know you haven't missed one. I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> – Analyst God is uh, keeping, right. uh, keeping us on our tippy toes here. It's it, We're just pushing the show forward is all we're doing, Alex. Well, the, the, the White Dragon is always honest, yes, first and foremost. Yes, that's, that's the big side of it. It's why we have the White Dragon on. And you can follow the White Dragon on Twitter at AlexDarty1. You can follow him all, all through his A to Z. Also see everything he has there. Great follow if you're trying to keep up with going on with Preds, especially now that they're back in action, hockey back in action uh, tonight, 7 o'clock against the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex, so thank, thank you so much for jumping on with us buddy absolutely anytime see you guys later good stuff there from the white dragon himself Devlin, you were going to say something and i don't want you to feel left out what were you, what were you going to say there was hesitation when he came in on that he's like eh, the under and i was like you know what i'm staying away oh you <laughs> just, that vibe just threw you off he switched up immediately though he went from eh, to confident under because you're a you're a hockey over under guy i was last season because they were incredible <laughs> i mean if you took the over every single game you were up 70 percent. it was incredible oh uh, this is this is uh devlin's quit though you, you retired i'm out yeah, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in we have a whole next segment left it's the last one left of the day we're mm-hmm. done tuesday we'll put a bow on february 7 2023 we'll be done with this tuesday never to return to it i gotta go teach i gotta teach tonight baby anybody want to come get that work I'll be on the streets of Murfreesboro walking around. <laughs> just walking around. Just <laughs> just see a guy walking around and challenge him right there. 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. A couple of ranks with the entries. One in the 1500 block of Broadway there in Midtown. 2300 block of Murfreesboro, Pike, and Antioch. Fire department's been dispatched twice to that crash. Heavy on 40 out through Mount Juliet as you continue through Wilson County. Busy in Dixon County as well with lots of radar out there around 840. Hey, Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out online, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. For this afternoon, skies are partly sunny. High temperature upper 60s to near 70. Tonight, a mostly cloudy sky. A slight chance of an early morning shower. Low temperature to 51 degrees. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's TJ Matthews. Sports Radio This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I bought a piano for Grace, okay, when she was like 12 years old, and she was really good. Uh, just to get the piano out of the house, uh, and I couldn't sell it, do you know who I gave it to? Kelly Holcomb. Did you really? For, for, his, da- <laughs> for his daughter, who's now uh, the leading scorer at Lipscomb ba- Women's Basketball. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The show that would make visiting aliens blow up our planet. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie. 
Zach Williams here on the afternoon stretch. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. If you want to get involved, final segment, 615-844-5600. Bruno Reagan, <laughs> in his infinite wisdom and advanced technological mind, has went very deep to figure out the best way to win a Super Bowl for the Tennessee Titans, and he asked AI, and I'm not talking about Allen Iverson. <laughs> he has asked Chat GPT, how do the Tennessee Titans win a Super Bowl? This is my exact question. Yeah, I give asked me the exact. <laughs> I asked the current most advanced public AI that responds in a human humanistic factor, how do the Titans win the Super Bowl with so many internal promotions of underperforming units? ChatGTP responds, the success of a team in the Super Bowl can depend on a variety of factors, including the performance of individual players, the coaching staff, and the overall strategy of the team. While internal promotions of underperforming units can be a challenge, it is also possible for a team to overcome these obstacles and achieve success through strong leadership, cohesive teamwork, and strategic game planning. Excuse me, strategic game planning. Ultimately, the key to winning the Super Bowl is to have a talented roster and a cohesive team that is able to work together effectively to execute the game plan. That is the, inf that is the collective intelligence of humanity. That's the answer. <laughs> now, ask it uh, Jordan or LeBron. Oh, see, what, see what its answer on yes. that is. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really give me an answer. That's what that really doesn't do. I, I, think, I, I, think, think, I think there's it. an answer underneath. Maybe it's that it doesn't really matter as much. Get get talent. Oh no, this my, this Jordan or LeBron run. It's about to give me a dissertation. <laughs> no, I'm way. watching it typing out right now. No. the debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron James as his who is the greatest basketball player oh, of all slow time down. Whoa, is whoa, whoa, a matter whoa. of slow personal down, opinion that varies among Restart fans and experts. <laughs> Restart everything you just said and read it slower. We have so much time to talk here. Okay. We do. <laughs> The debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron James as to who is the greatest basketball player of all time is a matter of personal opinion and varies among fans and experts. Both players have had impressive careers and have made significant contributions to the sport of basketball. Michael Jordan is widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players of all time and is remembered for his incredible scoring ability, tenacious defense, and clutch performances in big games. He won six NBA championships with the Chicago Bulls and was a five-time MVP. LeBron James, on the other hand, is a dominant player who had a long and successful career. He has won four NBA championships, four MVP awards, and is considered one of the best all-around players in the game today. He is known for his versatility, athleticism, and ability to make his teammates better. Ultimately, the choice between Jordan and LeBron as the greatest player of all time comes down to individual preference and the criteria used to judge their career. Career. What a fence sitter answer. It's a Zach Williams answer. Oh my I'll tell gosh. You that. Am I AI? <laughs> Is my whole life been AI? <laughs> <laughs> I asked. I, that is the most Zach Williams answer I've ever seen. <laughs> that is crazy. That's crazy that it just doesn't want to give an answer. How hilarious would it be if it just said LeBron? Like it just <laughs> answered one word, nothing else. <laughs> that I mean, that would solve the debate theoretically. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of other. This this might become a thing on the show. By the way, I love it. We're already like. Also, this is a Do real sad. One? This is a real sad reality of like. Of all, of our takes are gonna be, all of our takes are going to be AI generated. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something good. like Andrew Jones? Does Andrew, should Andrew Jones have been a first ballot Hall of Fame? Yeah, that'd be a tremendous should one. Because this is, this is a sad truth of how 
shows are going to go in the future. <laughs> They're just movies, all that. I mean, Devlin's jumping in as well. Now he's throwing chat GPT out there. <laughs> we love it. People are just going to have shows that's going to be like, all oh, right. Oh, this one has an answer, though. This one is like not a fence sitting answer. Oh, really? Yes. So, Andrew, okay, so what's the question? Should Andrew Jones have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? There you go. It's still answering, oh, but I can I can read as it answers. Okay, well go yeah. And it goes quick time. to the point. Andrew Jones is a professional. Oh, excuse me. It it's saying Andrew Jones a basketball player. I need to I need to. Ah, uh, see, this is player. where human error starts to stru- yes. step in. This is the first time segment for us. Ask Chat GPT. You know, sure. like this is the first time that we've got this, so we're figuring out the bumps and bruises as we go alongside. Uh, if you don't know what Ask Chat, or sorry, I'm going with a segment name that we just made up on the spot, Chat GPT. If you don't know what that is, it's don't an call AI. it a podcast. We're a live radio show. This is live radio. <laughs> uh, if you don't, know, it's an AI that you can just ask questions, and it will give you answers, and you can develop. I mean, there's some people that have. I've seen uh, like stand-up comedians that have asked it to write out a bit. And so the, in the in the eyes of, of a certain you know comedian or something and write a joke out like that person. And it sounds like a joke that person would say. Well, here's the thing. It is limited knowledge as it learns. Me asking the question will make it do research. And so it's it's this A.I. is essentially downloads the, baseball reference dot com. This A.I. <laughs> is using combined data of us, our search histories when we sign up, things like that. And the questions we ask and it learns from it. So we were probably one of the first ones to ask about Andrew Jones because it's like I just don't have enough information on Andrew Jones. Oh, OK, but it did have an opinion on the basketball player, Andrew Jones. So it's it's 50. It's like 75, 25. Uh, did they say he should get into the Hall of Fame? No, they said Andrew Jones, the basketball player, should not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, other it's Andrew a, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he said he has not yet reached a level of prominence that would make him a strong candidate. Did you spell Andrew right? Yeah, A-N-D-R-E-W. No. You. Whoa, really? Yeah. All right, s- spell it out for me. Uh, now now that I said that, I feel <laughs> unconfident. I'm pretty. It's spelled It's spelled different. A- Andrew Jones has a U at the end of Andrew, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong. No, it's a it's a n d r u w is Andrew Jones. No way, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a weird he's got a uh, weird way that he spells uh, Andrew Jones. But I mean, it's cool, something different. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's like I he know. definitely should get it. I don't care what any AI bot could say. Here we go. We have an answer. Oh, good. Should Andrew Jones have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? <laughs> Andrew Jones, a former MLB outfielder had a highly successful career, and was widely regarded as one of the best defensive players of his era. However, whether he should have been a first ballot Hall of Fame, inductee is a matter of personal opinion and can, ver- and can, be, um, can vary among fans and experts. Jones was a 10-times Golden, Golden Glove winner and five-time All-Star. He won a World Series championship with the Atlanta Braves in 1995, finished with a .254 batting average, 434 home runs, 1,289 RBIs. The Baseball Hall of Fame inducts players who have made significant contributions to the sport and have had outstanding careers. Induction is a highly competitive process, and players are typically only considered several years after they retired. While Jones had an impressive career, some may argue he was not quite the level of other first ballot Hall of Fame inductees, and that induction to the Hall of Fame is a suggestive process. Ultimately, whether or not Andrew Jones should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer is a matter of personal opinion, yada, yada, yada. But it did say he he probably didn't have the merits of other first ballot Ugh, Stupid. Uh, that thing doesn't know. 
<laughs> it doesn't know how to hit a slider. Probably not. Uh, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not a physical concept. We're really. This is scary. First of all, I don't know if anybody. Else, this is horrifying. Yeah. Me. Well, I mean, I'm starting to think that we could literally just do a whole show of asking the the AI <laughs> these crazy questions uh, about like how does this work or uh, you know I, I, I yeah this could be a whole show. It's wildly distracting. <laughs> it's, it is wildly distracting, isn't it? It's I mean it's that's not good. It's so much fun. Like what? What questions are you gonna ask it? I just now asked it if AJ Green should go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> well, uh, it's a fence question. It was uh, like, the fence. committee makes a decision. I don't do anything. It's it's dumb. That that's not the point though. The I point don't. is him to him it whatever it is should should do it should answer it. That's the point. You gotta find good ones. I tried to formulate the question in a different way. I said at first it was should he and then will he and then it was like the same thing a little different but the same. How thing. do the Titans win a Super Bowl? You know that's that's the kind like those kind of questions those clarifying questions is how you should ask Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. You know it's got to be specific of like lay out the plan for them to win or who or you know whatever team you want. How you know do how do the Chiefs win against? Well, the Well, people are using this for like political issues or maybe like humanitarian things. We might, we might be some of the first people to be like, "Who win the Super Bowl?" <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Please, AI. <laughs> I made what colors I, to get away. I put a thousand dollars down because an AI told me that this is how it's going to work. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? There's just going to be all kinds of crazy. Somebody's going to do that, by the way. With the Super Bowl being like as oh, crazy as it is. The Gatorade color bets and all that kind of stuff. Somebody's gonna completely believe in the AI to to give them like the answer. Mm-hmm. That's and by the way, algorithms and stuff like that is how like when you play those daily fantasy, uh, you know, like when it's you know you got to build your daily fantasy for whatever game on like a Monday Night Football, and you see you see the top guy wins. You're like, how does that top guy win all these different times? They're using algorithms and they're using stuff like this to. Build the teams who have the best chance. Science nowadays, down to the markets, down to the economy, down to sports. It's all a math. It's all math. Sadly, I hate it. <laughs> it's just all math. Yeah, I'm guessing. Devlin gave me the this didn't answer well. I just I, I keep I'm sucked in. I gotta put it away. Did like, it say the Super Bowl? You went to type it in. It didn't. Oh, it just yeah, didn't give it to you. If you try to it just said no. They hired Tim Kelly as their offensive coordinator. It's not happening. It's <laughs> like we can't do, we can't predict the future of any sporting events, which in my opinion it's scripted. So I think they can, but like can you hack into the script yeah. yet? Exactly. Yeah. All right, we're done. Maybe that'll be the only time we'll do a chat ask chat GPT segment. Who knows? Who knows? The future. Maybe that sh- that that might take over our show. Eventually, might take over yeah. all radio. Just you'll hear the Siri voice just over here. And I'd rather listen to it than some some others. So that's what it is. And some people feel the same way about our show. Oh gosh! Hey, appreciate everybody who called in, commented, and watched it. However you did, always appreciate you. If you want to catch up with what we did with Alex Darty, you can find that WNSR.com. Great interview with him earlier this hour. We have a great show tomorrow. Can't wait to see you then here on Nashville Sports Radio.